Running a chiropractic clinic can be rewarding and stressful with the everyday ups and downs. Here at Relentless Weekly, we give you inspiration, motivation, and education to help you avoid the mistakes and make your practice what you want it to be. And now, here's your relentless host, Dr. Kelly Henry. Welcome to the Relentless Weekly Podcast, where we strive to inspire, motivate, and educate you to greater success. I'm your host, Dr. Kelly Henry, and I have with me today another, another fantastic guest, Dr. Jason Dean. Dr. Dean is a husband, a father dedicated to individual, individuals' personal and spiritual freedom. He lives in the greater Orlando area and is the co-owner with his wife of a private practice. Palmer Natural Health, as well as a serial entrepreneur. Dr. Dean is also the founder of the largest social media live health show, Revolution Health. He speaks to uh, practitioners from all over the globe about physical healing. He also works very closely with the uh, autism community via speaking and helping children and their parents heal holistically. I want to welcome Dr. Jason D. Thank you so much for joining me today, Doc. Absolutely, Dr. Kelly. I appreciate having me on. You betcha. Well, can you elaborate a little bit further on, on your intro for us and so we can get to know you just a little bit better and, and what all you do as far as maybe even more in your entrepreneurship uh, scope of, of your life? Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll kind of summarize it for everyone. I, I, I always have to think about what I, what I put in order first and uh, it's kind of the whole be do be do have. Um, I am first and foremost uh, a husband and a father because I think those are the most important jobs in our world. Um, because Amen. you know, without that, there's there really is nothing. You have to have happiness first, and part of your happiness is uh, those around you. So I, I I'm happy first, but then my wife and my daughter bring me complete absolute joy, and obviously our little dog now too. But um, yeah, that's my world. And then I have a practice. My wife and I are co-owners of a practice. We have actually one of the largest uh, nutritional practices in the world. There's, I think, a few of us, a handful of us that compete around the world, mostly in, in the U.S. Uh, for the top, not that we're competing with them because we're all doing good works to help people. But we have one of the largest. We also have chiropractic as well. And uh, we love adjusting people. It's uh, it, it's. I, I use the word blessing, but it's it's something bigger than that because, I mean, obviously, as you know, being in this world in chiropractic, there's really nothing more enjoyable than we get to take care of parents, families, little kids. I get babies in, and that's uh, an extreme joy. We've now jumped into the stem cell world as well. So we have a very busy practice. We're growing. We're constantly working on expansion. I'm not one of those ones who likes to sit back and go, okay, well, we're doing well. Let's get comfortable here. I don't like comfort. Um, comfort is scary. So constantly working on expanding and uh, that is that world and then you know in my spare time because there's so much time you know uh that we all have is uh, i'm actually i built a company on the side actually two companies uh one is really just getting out to health practitioners in general uh around the world and finding out what they do because one of the things i learned when i jumped into chiropractic and as much as i love chiropractic a lot of a lot of chiros don't like that i talk about this but uh, there is more than adjusting the spine and not because that's not all that there is to health, but you know, there's people out there really having major problems, debilitating diseases that you, know, you can have someone with cancer, you can have someone with uh, diabetes, these types of things where 
you know, we can adjust them until we're blue in the face, but until we handle some underlying things, we're not getting to the root cause necessarily. And so uh, that's always, that's always bothered me, not, not from a chiropractic standpoint, but, you know, I was in chiropractic school and, you know, you had teachers coming up who, who sang the praises of how amazing chiropractic was, but they were 150 pounds overweight and they had heart disease and you knew it. And that, that bothered me. It really did. And, and I know a lot of people, you know, gave me flack for that because, well, you're talking outside of chiropractic. At the end of the day, I'm a doctor and a doctor is a teacher. And just like we hammer on medical doctors for just giving out prescription medications all day when they very easily could lift up a book and start doing their own research on nutrition and things and jump into other areas. I feel the same way about us. Now, if, if you want to be a straight chiro, that is fine. Nothing wrong with that. And I will refer to you as well in your town. Um, but my belief is I just have to talk to as many people out there in healing modalities to really change the paradigm in America. And so that's what I do with Revolution Health and then kind of starting some stuff up on the side here with, you know, even more time than I have in uh, marketing for marketing for practices. Because one of the things we do really well in our practice is we do a lot of good marketing, bringing people through the door, and uh, learning how social media works and things like that. So that's kind of a, a little summary of my world right now. That's tremendous stuff. And that's you know, the reason I wanted to have you on, on one of my episodes is because I knew you had, you were doing so many different things. You weren't just straightly uh, straight adjusting the spine and, and doing that, that you, you're very successful in, you know, speaking health and, and taking care of patients, not only from an adjustment, but from a health standpoint. And then these other businesses that, you know, docs need to realize that, you know, there's, they can do more. They can expand more than just adjusting the spine and just growing that. So and you're, yeah, absolutely. That, and you're, you're, you're pushing the forefront of that. So we, we, yeah. And one of the things I always, tell, I always tell doctors too, is even if you just want to be a straight chiropractor, like God bless you. Like I, I am happy to refer to straight chiropractors because some, everyone needs amazing adjustments, but man, if you have a big office, why don't you bring somebody in that can do some work for you in the nutritional world, do some weight loss stuff, not because you want to be in that paradigm, but, you know, they, these people come to your door and they're looking for that somewhere else. There's, you know, it's such a advantage to be able to uh, handle anything in your office, even if it's not just you doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I know you're doing one other item, um, like you said, with all your spare time. You're really at the forefront of fighting the, the mandatory vaccination battle here, in the, really in the United States. Um, really at the federal level, you're, you've done some work there, I know. Can you talk a little more about that and, and uh, let us know maybe how we can help you you fight that battle? Yeah, I'll, I'll first say jokingly, but you know, half serious and jokingly is uh, I don't even actually know how I ended up in this world, to be honest with you. Um, I, I have a five-year-old, almost a six-year-old daughter. Um, she's never been vaccinated, so I've, I've never come. I don't have an injury situation. I don't have anybody who's been in that world. My wife and I are on the same page from a holistic standpoint. My wife's also a doctor of chiropractic and nutrition, uh, so she's you know we're we're basically just on a mission together. Um, but I don't know. Something just hit me that uh, I guess a lot of seeing kids in practice as well. I mean, I handle help a lot of autistic children and their their families, and. Um, it's so, it's so interesting. Every time you see me in person, if, if I'm talking about this, I, I get a little, uh, little weakness in me and, and, and the, the eyes glaze over cause I, I just am so exhausted of watching kids being harmed and, and that's across the board. I mean, we have a human trafficking problem in this country and this world. 
We have an aut autistic problem in this world. We have a medication. We have a food system problem. Um, I kind of hammer on all of those, but the autism one uh, just blows me away because there's so many things that people aren't paying attention to. I mean, just take out the vaccine insert or go online and find a record. I mean, go to the CDC and just start listing the ingredients that are in these things. And the problem is, and I never beat up a parent for, you know, having done it already, or even if they have an autistic child, because at the end of the day, you know, we, we always, we're making the best decisions what we have at the moment. The problem is there's more information out there. And just like me, if I'm going to, you know, buy a new car or buy some new product or service or whatever, I don't need to be an expert on it, but I at least start doing some research of like, oh, hey, what do I want? What's in this thing? You know, I don't go to the store and just buy something off the shelf and eat it. I like, look at the label. That's part of my world. And great point. Great no point. one's doing it on a medication. No one's doing it on the vaccine, et cetera. And so I just started talking to a lot of people in the vaccine world and just, you know, just I got in communication with them. That was literally all I did. And then I started hammering out a little bit on the show Revolution Health that I do and getting some really great uh, guests to talk about it. And then it just kind of started sucking me in, pulling me in. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I grew up, uh, I grew up around my grandfather a lot. I grew up around a lot of people who were um, in the military and I'm not necessarily, I'm not a pro-war guy at all. I'm actually very libertarian. Um, but what I got from them was you know, from a freedom standpoint, you know, we, we live in America. Uh, I won't dive into all the other stuff I could go from a conspiracy standpoint of how free we really are, you know, with the system, but we still are free people. We're probably one of the more free in our country that, you know, in the world. I mean, you see things in Venezuela right now. I mean, I have a an associate who's Venezuelan who's like a sister to me and seeing what's going on there, you know, it's, we do have to count our blessings from a standpoint of where we live um, in America. We, it's a freedom issue to me. So, Obviously, I, now I'll be very upfront. I, I am an anti-vaccination person. I don't like to say anti-vax. I just like to, I like to call myself educated and understand what actually is going on. Um, there's so much literature, literature out there. And I'll be honest with you, I actually read stuff back into the 18, 1700s. Like I actually go back and I went back and found out how did vaccines even start? What was the reason for them? What did they do? And when you find out that, you know, vaccines started by literally, they took pus out of a cow that had an infection and then they took that and they inserted it into a human being's bloodstream. That's how it started. And uh, when you look at that, you, I mean, no one knows that, but when you look at that, you just think how illogical, how disgusting, why would we ever do that to a human being? And that's how it started. But then as you go into what today is, we're not all that far off from there. I mean, they're using bovine serum in there. They're using formaldehyde. They're using polysorbate 80. There's aluminum. There's uh, mercury and tamarisol in some of them. And it's not like just, you know, oh, it's only in a couple. No, it's across the board. I mean, it's it's become insane. And really, at the end of the day, it's it's a freedom issue to me. It's a healthcare issue to me. And I, I, at the end, I'm actually just tired of seeing autistic kids being harmed. I mean, we're down to one in 36 right now. And the next five years, we're down to one in two projected. So... I guess I'm just crazy enough to speak up, but I think everyone's <laughs> Well, appreciate what you're doing on that front, Doc. So, and, and keep up the good work. So, I appreciate it. Um, I know you're, you know, you may not be able to see it, but I know you're making a difference. So, well, well let's change gears just a touch here. Yeah. And do you, uh, do you have a favorite quote or affirmation that you live by and it's meaning to you? 
So, so I'll give you kind of two. Um, the first one I won't, I won't really elaborate on as much as I will the second one. And the first one is more of a Steve Jobs quote. And I, everyone's used this. So this is my corny one, but basically those ones who are crazy enough to change the world are the ones that change the world. And I literally, I get up thinking that every day is, you know, a lot of people will call me crazy online, call me whatever they want to. I'm so over that. It's not even funny. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly good with it. I've come to, uh, I, I've come to grips with it and I actually embrace it now. Um, but look at, look at the people who did change the world and everyone would have called them crazy. I mean, Gandhi was considered crazy. I mean, it, Jesus was considered crazy at the time. I mean, they killed him. Um, th this is, and I'm not, and I'm not comparing myself to them whatsoever. I'm not, I haven't even touched the surface of what uh, <laughs> men and women like them have done, but that's the mindset. And so the second quote is, uh, it's actually, I'm a big Grant Cardone follower. It's Be Obsessed or Be Average. And it's not really necessarily a quote. It's the title of his book. And probably one of the best books I think he wrote out of all the books. Absolutely. And it's because... I, I, I got to interject. I've read yeah. that book probably four or five times. So yeah. I completely weary it there with this. So. And, it, yeah. and another thing, just not to interrupt you, but I was watching a Grant Cardone YouTube video. And you're in it. I think you're getting a, maybe an autograph from him or something. If you were at one of maybe his, one of his seminars or something, but I'm like, yeah. hey, there's Dr. Dean. So anyway, just a side note. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, it's one of those things where I and and I and I never mean to push or, or step on anybody's feet here, but it's so many people, even doctors too. I mean, I'll call out the Kairos. I'll call out anybody. You know, so many people want this whole nine to five or nine to three or nine to six, um, you know, job or mindset. And I often hear, you know, well, I got to get home in time and I got to spend a ton of time with my kids. And I appreciate that because I love my daughter. I love my wife. I love my family. But like at the end of the day, I go home and, you know, I'll spend the 15, 20 minutes hanging with my daughter or something like that in the backyard with my wife. And then she's kind of bored of me. Like it's, it's, she has Barbies to play with and she has things that she wants to do and she's homeschooling and she's learning stuff. And, you know, I think so many parents almost have a little bit of a guilt thing or whatever it was, maybe growing up programming from their parents or whatever, but it's like they have to spend this insane amount of time with their wife and kids. And, and, and again, some people are going to think I'm crazy talking about this way, but you know, I go home. And if you spend 15 minutes, half hour, even if you pull off an hour with your with your wife, with your kid, you realize what that turns into at the end of a week. Maybe you've spent four or five hours with each of them throughout the week and then take what average America does and they spend six hours a night watching television. Now, I don't watch television with her. I actually sit down, we do something, we'll play a game, we hang out in the backyard with a dog, et cetera. You know, it's actual present time uh, with my wife, with my daughter and, and those things. And so... When I say be obsessed with the average, like I literally am going from six in the morning until sometimes 10, 11 at night. If it's a weekend, I'll be up later just working on stuff constantly. But my wife and I and my daughter are all on the same page. I mean, my wife, my daughter is at the office every day with me. She's putting supplements on the shelf. She is, she comes in, she cleans up my table. Like she's doing everything. And so it's just this obsessive mentality that if you really want to change the world, that's not going to happen in nine to five. That's not even going to happen, you know, nine to six, nine to seven. That That is, you have to be going around the clock. Now, you can take vacations, you can have fun, but I find that people who are obsessed and really love what they do, they kind of find ways to be productive all the time. And so that's just the mentality.
That's great information, Doc. So for you, for you docs listening, docs are starting out. Take note of what Dr. Dean just just talked about. That you know you're 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 going to limit your success by how much effort you're putting in. So yeah, and, and, and the other so, thing too is anybody out there. I mean, I'll call it out this way. I know a lot of docs out there who work you know twenty hours clinical a week, fifteen hours clinical a week, and then they like struggle to pay bills and get by and do things. And you find out they're only putting in two or three days a week. Like at the end of the day, you have people out there to help. Don't do not complain about struggling when you're only putting in so many clinical hours a day. Great point. Great point. So stepped on some toes right there, but that's okay. All right. I'm used to it. (laughs) You know, doc, obviously you are extremely successful. um, And and we appreciate that because you're doing so much good for so many people, but is there a time that you struggled um, personally, professionally, and you know how did you overcome that? What, how, what did you learn from that? Oh yeah, I mean, from a health standpoint, I struggled in my twenties because I was basically having heart attack symptoms and mm. thought I was going to die, and having major problems there. A lot of just mind games. This is before I was a physician, and I handled the health problems. But that was that was a struggle. That was what really woke me up to, hey, you have to be healthy. Like you cannot play around with this game this world needs you to do something. And so you actually have to, you know, get into it from a uh, career standpoint. I'm actually a second career uh, chiropractor. Actually, I didn't, I didn't actually come out of chiropractic school until I think I was like 36. So I only been practicing about five years or so, but I will tell you, I worked, I started in the sports industry and I had a lot of fun with that. It was a blast, but I'll be honest with you. I got to a point where I, kind of looked at what I was doing and not that I didn't love it, not that it wasn't fun, but I looked at it and said, okay, it's a game. I was actually involved with sports teams and at the highest level, professional baseball, college football, NFL, etc. And it was a blast, but I wasn't making a difference. And although I didn't yet know the whole scope of what I was going to you know, jump into at that point from a making a different standpoint to where I am now, um, I knew something wasn't totally correct. And so my wife actually, who was a chiropractor already at the time, she actually asked me to come over to work with her because I have a business degree before my, uh, before everything. And I, I did, but I'll be honest with you. My biggest struggle was there because I, I had a business degree and I was working behind the scenes, but I wasn't on purpose. I was not helping as much as I think I knew subconsciously that I could help. And so I actually struggled badly. I mean, we're talking some depression, anxiety in, and I, I am very anti-drug medication, et cetera, as in you do everything before you have to go to a medication. And I, they put me on a couple of psych drugs back in my mid twenties. I was only on them very shortly because they made me feel very badly. But I will be honest, I understand why people do it because when I was going through some of the depression stuff, it was it was hardcore to the point where I can understand why people take medications. So a lot of docs today go, well, I don't understand why they do it. And this is so bad. They do it because their 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 mind is just punching them in the face over and over every day. And, and the world looks like it's imploding and falling apart. And I went through some of that. Um, and, you know, even today I work through things that, you know, I've had in my lifetime, but having to fight through that was the biggest challenge. And then honestly at 30, let's see here, 32, 33, I don't remember what age it was now. I totally forget my timeline, but basically 
deciding to go back to school to be a doctor. I mean, I didn't think I was smart enough, didn't think I could do it. Um, I'm looking at four more years of school, and I, I joke today that I said before my chiropractic school, way before I even thought about doing chiropractic school, I said, uh, I'm never going back to school again because I don't want to study anymore. And I joke, and I joke now because I say, I hate those words. I say, never tell God in His universe what you won't do because Amen. typically, when you do that, you're going to get the opposite. It's going to force you back into it. So uh, now today, I say I am happy to be educated in any area. I prefer not to have to go back to college because I didn't really love the whole the whole experience from just you know academic standpoint. But I am happy to learn and educate myself to the day I die. And ever since I said that, I have not been thrown back into that world of having to go back to the schooling <laughs> thing. And now I actually get to learn how all of us learn, which is fun topics we enjoy, things like that. So um, those were the I, that was the time though that I really struggled personally, and professionally. One professionally because I didn't really have a profession at the time. I was kind of in limbo, and that's a little scary. And then when you go from a regular paying job to Oh, hey, you have to get by every month, and you hope that you hope that's next month better, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that was that was pretty tough, but I have learned through that whole experience that everything is a learning experience. And um, a friend of mine, Dr. Brad Golacki, one time told me a story. He said basically he learned that every time you're going through something, even if it's the crappiest stuff in the world, um, find the gift. So find what you're supposed to learn. Everything in this world, no matter what it is, even if it sucks, is some sort of learning experience you're supposed to gain from. Love that. Thanks for that. And thanks for sharing. You know, that's some, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't aware of your past. And so thanks for diving into that. And also, thank goodness you, you know, God had different plans for you and in your education, because there's a lot of people that are, are thankful that you're doing what you do now and you're serving those people. Uh, So thank you for that. Sure. Next couple of questions, we kind of already touched on these, so but you, we'll see if you have a different answer maybe, but what, what's been your key keys to your success? If you, if you could maybe narrow, narrow it down to one thing. Um, well, I'll, I'll use an example. So my key to success is watch the greatest showman. Uh, <laughs> I... I I, I would say that is my same answer for a lot of things is watch the greatest showman, watch the president of the United States. I don't care if you love him or you hate him. It does not really matter to me. Watch the greatest showman because what people don't realize, and, and I'm actually building classes on this is people don't, people are afraid to promote, promote themselves. And I love the greatest showman. I, as I watched it, I was like, Oh my God, that's me. I mean, I, and a lot of people are afraid to do that, but, you have to be grand. You have to get out there. You have to be in front of people. You have to be willing to talk. You have to be willing to be bold. I mean, say some things that I, I joke, my, my, my wife, uh, well, you know, slap me on the wrist for something I said. And I'll go, okay, just like, just like, I always say it now in the office, if something didn't go correctly and I was involved, like, just give me my slap on the wrist. Like, <laughs> because I know already if I made a mistake, then I'll just fix it and I'll be better on it. I don't need like the whole well, you did this, you did this, just like tell me what it is so I can fix it because I'm already thinking that way anyway. I've already beat myself up more than anybody else could. And so, but most people, and especially, I mean, young doctors coming out, they, if you think they're going to walk through the front door for you, you don't know what you're talking about and you don't know what you're thinking. Somebody lied to you because yes, you'll get some, but you have to promote yourself. You have to be bold. I mean, the president tweets and does crazy things, but yet he's a billionaire. 
He changes people's lives. Uh, many people love him, and he's provi- he's helping provide jobs. Now I'm not getting into the whole presidential thing, but <laughs> but, but look, at, always look at kind of like the exhaust behind somebody. Are they creating havoc and destroying things, or is there a lot of good things coming out behind them? And when you see promoters, when you see people who are not afraid to be bold and stand up and say something, you typically see production behind them. And I, I think everyone just has to work to produce more. Tremendous advice, Doc. Appreciate that. What advice would you give a new DC coming out of school right now? Wow. Today? Um, and you've already given us a, t- a, yeah. a bunch of stuff, so I don't know if you can that. But. I'm going to tell them to go all in. Uh, it's going to be probably the scariest time of their life because, you know, maybe they have no money, they have no anything. So just go for it. And you have to literally work 24 hours a day. And one of the good things today is we have social media. So you have to be all over that, but you basically have to go around the clock. Now, obviously get your sleep, but if you're right out of school and you have downtime, there's something wrong. You should have no downtime, literally open up your calendar. And if you have any downtime, fill it in with something productive. Um, I mean, we, my wife and I built our practice off of just networking meetings. I mean, at the very beginning, obviously now it's a pretty fine-tuned machine. And we still do networking meetings because we never disconnect from what started for us. So literally, no white space on the calendar. Good stuff. Do you have a do you have a book in the works by any chance? Just just from your past, what you're doing now, you, you I, need I, to have a book. I, I'm working on a book. I, you know, I have found that I am so much better on video than I am sitting down and typing things out. So I'm actually I'm actually going to be working on compiling some stuff that I've done on camera that not everybody's seen. So yes, uh, that is in the works. I don't have a timetable on it, but um, you, you just kicked my butt to work harder. I appreciate it. <laughs> You just got too much good information not to not to, not to put it in book form. Sure. And you do 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 great videos too. I would I would totally agree with that. Motivational stuff. You you've motivated me with with your videos and and uh, what you're talking about. So I Thank really you. appreciate, appreciate that. So, but yeah, just thinking, man. You this this is a great book. So, what's the and, and again, you probably already touched on this, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Best advice that you've ever received. Oh man, I will tell you this. I'll, I'll give you a quick story. I was in college, my first, uh, my first undergrad, my undergrad degree, I should say, uh, and I was in the sports world, and we had to do a mandatory uh, <laughs> internship. And I said to my, uh, he was basically the head professor, head head of the program, because I was I was pretty high up in the program, and he sat me down. and said, "What do you want to do? Where do you want to go?" And I said, "I want to go to the New York Yankees." And he said, "Okay." And I said, that's all, that's all I want to do. I want to be the general manager of the New York Yankees someday. And he sat me down in front of the whiteboard. And he didn't tell me I couldn't, but he said, I want you to do me a favor. I'm going to tell you some opportunities that I have, knowing your personality. And then we can make an answer. If you still decide the New York Yankees, then um, you can do that. And he was like, I have the connections. I'll get you in there. But let's talk first. And he put it uh, down in the left-hand corner. Uh, he put uh, point A. And up in the right-hand corner, point B. And he drew a straight line from A to B. And he said, this is you right now. You think that life is A to B. And I said, yes, I do. And then he erased that line and did a squiggly line, which was all over the place from A to B. It was everywhere. And he said, this is life. 
And it didn't take much more than that. And then he gave me a couple opportunities. He talked to me about it. And he said, I don't want you not going to New York, but I don't know if that's the best course of action for you. And at the time I was, after I did the internship, I would wish I went to the Yankees, but I will tell you the thing that I learned was even though I didn't end up with the Yankees, if I had gone to the Yankees, I don't know that I'd be where I am right now. Mm. And so even though I didn't end up with the Yankees, which was, I don't want to say it's a regret because I never was there. Um, I am happy where I am and I don't know if I would end up in the same spot. No, you're obviously doing a lot of people, a lot of good with where you're at now. So that's, that's interesting. It. There's another chapter for your book though. Yeah, it is. That your professor <laughs> showed you and taught you. So, yeah. What's your last question? What's, what's your proudest moment, doc? Sounds like you got a lot of them, but you could put your thumb on one moment. Oh, I, I mean, this is, uh, I mean, cliche probably. Um, it's nothing work related. It's nothing what I'm doing right now. It's by far uh, wife and daughter. I mean, it's, sure. um, I mean, you guys, should should be. Throw, I guess you can throw a chiropractic school in there and, and it's not wife and daughter because of just the cliche. It's right now, everything I do, um, whether it's being in practice, uh, being online, being in video, talking to people, going to Washington, DC, uh, with lobbyists, et cetera, it really goes back to because I'm trying to create something for them. And my wife's the same way. She's just as productive as I am. She's just as crazy as I am. She's just a little more quiet about it. Um, but it's kids do not listen to anything you say. They only follow what they see you do. <laughs> and so the reason is proud of them and proud of my daughter is because this, it's not because I want her to grow up and be awesome and everything else. Of course I do. I want to show her how it's done. And so that, because down the road, 20 years from now, we don't know what the hell this thing's going to look like. And so I'm proud that I had the, the opportunity with my wife to mold her into what, you know, society actually needs. Good stuff. Just another piece of wisdom and, and a whole <laughs> podcast of wisdom from you, Doc. So I appreciate that. How, uh, how and where can my listeners connect with you? Oh, man, how can they connect with me? Well, uh, my, my, so I'm in practice. It's palmernaturalhealth.com. You can see it's on the Facebook page. But if they want to get to me, uh, honestly, I'm very, very accessible, probably sometimes too accessible. Um, you can go to my Facebook page, which is just Jason Dean. I have a Dr. Jason Dean page as well, uh, but I'm, I'm up in the air working on what I'm going to do with that. But Revolution Health is where you can actually – check me out and I will tell you it's actually changing in the next few episodes. We're actually going to go to a broader network um, just in general, but it's, we're not losing the same, same content, but even more content. But uh, that's Jason Dean right now, the, my personal Facebook page. And if you want to reach out to me, honestly, um, one of the best ways to do it is Facebook Messenger. You can literally, you can message me and I will probably get back to you uh, within the day. If not, keep pestering me because it falls down the list of messages I get. But I do get back to everyone and uh, happy to talk to anybody that it's necessary. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Will too. So, and I recommend, you know, listeners, anybody I can connect with you. Um, not only going to be inspired, they're going to be educated from, from what you're doing, Doc. So, Hey, I want to thank you again, Dr. Dean, for being on this episode with me and taking your time to do this. Really appreciate it, Doc. 
You're welcome. Absolutely. Anytime you need anything, you just call on me. And if anybody's listening and they need anything, just reach out. Thank you again for that. I also want to thank everyone listening today. You can find Relentless Weekly on iTunes and Stitcher. Please remember to like and uh, subscribe and share with your colleagues and friends. You know, every day there's DCs who are struggling to grow their clinics. And most of the time, the docs just keep trying to, to go out go at it on their own. At Relentless Coaching Systems, we help DCs stop struggling and start thriving. If you're tired of struggling, go to relentlesscoachingsystems.com and schedule a call so we can talk about how we can make your make the practice dreams. So again, thank you for listening. Have a fantastic day and keep being relentless in your pursuit of success. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Also, share it with your friends and colleagues. Head over to RelentlessCoachingSystems.com for more information and to see what Dr. Henry can do for you. Thanks for listening and keep being relentless.